So when it comes to the conversation, and we've been talking about it on uh, vaccinations, there's really not much of a conversation other than get the shot, right? And if you dare question anything, then you're automatically cast as a problem. But, you know, those in charge who are telling us what we're supposed to do don't ever really give us the details about the data and when it, you know, what it shows when it comes to vaccines. I mean, AstraZeneca was pulled for blood clotting issues, and then we got Moderna, which was stopped for males 18 to 24 over issues of myo and pericarditis. Yet we get no details on how many boys and men have been affected exactly, or why are we forcing kids to get vaccines and then banning them from sports if we don't? I mean, the list goes on and on. And as my next guest lays out in his latest editorial, he's got three policy sins of Dr. Kieran Moore that should get him fired. Urban Student joining us now, president of the Institute for 21st Century Questions, chair of the Worldwide Commission to Educate All Kids Post-Pandemic. His latest book is Canada Must Think for Itself, 10 Theses for Our Country's Survival and Success This Century. Good to have you back. Good evening, Alex. Thanks for having me. Urban, you uh, say you're against the mania um, and have three reasons that Dr. Moore should be fired. You list off three. One is for lack of info on vaccines and forcing kids to get them. Two, keeping kids out of school and rewarding those who are vaccinated and push- punishing those who are not by forcing them to isolate. All these things, you know, you list out. Um, and and here we are with a campaign of kids age 5 to 11 being told to get the shot, despite the fact that we don't have long-term data. That's right. I'm against not vaccination in specific age groups, but I'm against the mania of vaccination. And mania should be understood in 2019 Ontario and terms. Can we imagine constricting kids to perverse choices in life and death um, under under threat of cert- of exposure to certain risk. And we have imagined that but a year and a half ago would have been completely un-Canadian. So in the first scenario, you note, uh, after Moderna was put, we still uh, subject kids to the risk of myocarditis, however negligible, still it exists. Uh, that risk, you must assume it if you want to play sports over the age of 14. If you want to play hockey, soccer, volleyball, basketball, this fall, this winter, you must assume the risk. If you don't want to assume the risk, you're on the street. So we have the, the perverse outcome of thousands of kids across our beautiful province just boxed out of all sport. I know hundreds of them because I'm in the sports community. On the other hand, those that have taken it, most of them have been successful, but a small handful have myocarditis or have been subjected um, uh, obscenely to that risk. We don't have the names of those people, if they've had bad outcomes, we were owed a public accounting of it. They don't exist. They're a loser in luck. The same thing happens in school. We say if you want stability in school, you must take the vaccine. If you're exposed to COVID or have COVID, then you're ousted from school if you're unvaccinated. But that means you must expose yourself to a myocarditic risk in order to assure yourself stability in schooling. Well, that, again, is a perverse boxing in of our children. Why must they assume any type of such risk, especially given that the consequences of COVID have been negligible for that age category? Yeah, and and interestingly, um, the the small print of what NACI put out on Friday doesn't get near the attention that the announcement does. And NACI was pretty clear in saying, look, don't pressure parents here to get shots. If they choose to get one, that is their choice. Let's not stigmatize because there could be many reasons why children this young would not. And and, and they kind of were very blunt in saying, um, you know, 
we don't have enough data uh, to know the long-term consequences. Is essentially, they didn't give this vaccine a ringing endorsement, and I'm not suggesting people shouldn't get it. I'm just saying NASI had some basic, um, I think, clear and concise messaging for parents and, and society at large saying, let's not, you know, stigmatize parents who don't get the shot, because there could be a very good reason for that. Right. And I'm not, I have no ideology on the vaccine one way or another. I'm extremely skeptical on max, mass vaccination for our kids as a policy lever to get us out. I don't think it gets us out one way or the other. If we say that it is urgent for their protection and ours, then we would presume that it should be immediate. If we say that there's there to take their time and make a decision, then obviously there's no immediacy. What I'm most against is the mania of vaccination, and I'm definitely uh, afraid of the idea that we should attach these same conditions that we attach to teenage boys and young men and girls mm. as well in relation to sport and school, that is. Half a year, a year from now, we zombie into the idea that a five, six, seven-year-old can only access sport if he or she is vaccinated or that they're going to be ousted from school randomly, capriciously on the say-so of public health because they're unvaccinated. But the, unva- the vaccinated child, having been subjected to a myocarditic risk again, uh, is good to go. And if the child is injured, he or she doesn't exist because we don't have an accounting of that. And yet there is eminent... Uh, there, there is eminent evidence in, 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 in the statistics and in international reporting of myocarditis cases amongst uh, regular folk and, and, and prominent people alike, particularly in sport. Yeah. And it's interesting because we don't have any of this mania. I mean, before COVID was even a thing, um, Irvin, uh, we were you know, getting reports that we were under herd immunity for things like measles, mumps, and rubella uh, because so many people were able to get out of vaccines. So, you know, and measles had been making a comeback. Measles is not a great thing to get. Uh, yet we didn't have this hysteria, you know, over those kinds of deadly diseases as we, we do with COVID. And, and so there's something different about this. I guess it's because of the, the fact that it's a global thing, but we don't have this mania. Um, we haven't seen this kind of mania when it comes to other, um, you know, killer diseases. That's right. Every, every, most Canadians, including myself, are vaccinated for a, a panoply of illnesses in our childhood. We didn't think about it, it was clinical. Here we have a, a vaccination mania that is an expression in itself and where vaccination becomes part of life rather than a clinical means to get us out of the pandemic. Uh, my own view of the, of the source of the vaccination is that in December of last year, just January of this year, I know for a fact that government joined with pharmaceuticals and two social media companies that pretty much filter all our information space, Facebook and Twitter, to say we're doing vaccines as a, a last-minute panic to get us out of the Pandemic. So when vaccines became the message, all other contrary thoughts and skepticism were ousted and marginalized. So it's vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. And that's why the society became so radicalized in a very short space of time. You'll recall that a year ago, no one was talking about vaccines and there was a slight mania in relation to safety in the schools. But it wasn't vaccine, 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 as if it's the best thing since sliced bread. Uh, and there we are. So we have to... Uh, understand our circumstances, understand the demographic with which we're dealing, and know that it's a very un-Canadian thing, in my view, to box our children into this strange choice. You want to play soccer, you got to get vaccinated. But the vaccination comes with a myocarditis risk, small, apparently one in 5,000, maybe a little bit smaller, that we're not, we're not even going to discuss. And if you get injured, you're on your own. And if you're good, life doesn't change anyways, because we're still in the vaccination mania until, until we stop. 
Yeah. Well, stay tuned because I don't think the numbers actually reflect the um, more advanced numbers plus the uh, sample sizes for children's uh, trials was actually not very big. And so those numbers may, in fact, uh, be higher. Um, Irvin, I've got to let you go. I'm up against the clock, but I appreciate you uh, coming on. We will have you again. Thanks, Alex. Have a good evening. Irvin Studen uh, writes about this in the Toronto Sun as his op-ed. And he's also got this book, Canada Must Think for Itself, 10 Theses for a Country's Survival and Success This Century. No question about it. This is going to be a very divisive issue, and it should not be. I'm Alex Pearson on Point. This is Global News Radio.